everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to subscribe to our Journey Cowboy YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more from you right there. Today we're talking about an issue that affected 6 out of 10 teenagers, college students, and adults last year. Matter of fact, one out of three adults are going to experience a disorder related to this issue at some point in their lives. It has become a real challenge for a lot of people. The issue is anxiety, and you can't combat it if you don't know what creates it. It's true, isn't it? You can't combat it if you don't know what's creating it. So more on that in this week's episode of Mastermind. So today we're wrapping up this series, Mastermind, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And what we've learned is our mind really is a battlefield. I mean, most of life's battles are won or lost in our mind because your life always moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. The life we're living, the emotions we're experiencing, they're often a result of the thoughts that we're thinking, which is why it's impossible to have a positive life with a negative mind. And I don't think any of us want to have a negative mind, but many of us struggle with our minds racing with negative thoughts and irrational worries. Let's be honest, we don't really know what to do to stop it. Do you ever find yourself dealing with what I call runaway worries? In other words, you start worrying about something that's normal, like, will I be able to make a good grade on that test? Or are they going to be mad at me over something I said? You know, will everything be okay with this health scare I'm facing? Are my kids going to be able to handle the pressure and the conflicts they're dealing with at school? You start out with this normal worry, but then it turns into a runaway train. You're worried about the project being right at work because if you don't get it right, well, people may start to think you don't have what it takes to be a part of the team. And then your boss may figure out you don't need to be a part of the team, so you're going to lose your job. And then you can't pay your bills, and then you'll have to move back in with your family, which means you're never going to get married and you're going to live life all alone or... If you are married, well, good grief, you're going to be living with in-laws, unable to feed your family, and then you'll end up in debt. Your kids won't have what they need. They're going to turn to a life of crime to make money, to get clothes and shoes you can't give them. You're going to end up in jail. They're going to end up in jail. You're going to be devastated. Suddenly, without realizing it, your worries have just run to a very irrational place. Just thinking about all that gives you a headache, right? Then you're worried about having a brain tumor and might not have long to live, and well, the cycle starts all over again. I think we've all done that at times. I know I'm exaggerating a bit with it, but have you ever experienced those kinds of runaway worries that lead to very real feelings of anxiety and fear? Well, here's why that happens. In your brain, God gave you this little almond-shaped area near the back of your brain called the amygdala, and it is wired for your survival. This is a part of your brain that kicks in anytime you're in danger. It's that fight-or-flight part you've heard about that sends you a surge of adrenaline whenever you see a snake or you think you hear an intruder in your house? Well, God gave us this part of our brain for our protection. It really is an incredible gift. Here's the problem. It's not objective. There is nothing rational about your amygdala. It's just reactive. It is hardwired to protect you, so it's easily triggered, which means if you went through something scary or traumatic or difficult at some point in your life, 
your amygdala is always going to trigger you to feel anxious and afraid when you're in a situation like that that reminds you of the experience you used to go through, even if there's no current danger. Now, fortunately, God gave us another part of our brain called the prefrontal cortex. So this is the rational, logical part of your brain. The way these work is this. You know when you hear that noise in your house and your amygdala screams, oh no, you're going to die, somebody's broken in? The prefrontal cortex is the one that steps in and goes, no, 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 that was probably just the dog. There's a logical explanation for the noise. Just relax. So when you start feeling anxiety and worry, what it means is your amygdala is actually overruling your prefrontal cortex. And you can't combat the anxiety unless something changes. And that's where our friend, who we've been looking at his writings over the last few episodes, the Apostle Paul, that's where he comes in. Because during this series, we have seen how Paul learned himself to take every one of his thoughts captive and to align his thoughts with God's perspective or God's truth. He battled an anxious mind like all of us do, but he learned how to use the tools that God had given us to transform and renew his mind. And while he didn't have all the scientific knowledge to back up what he had learned, we now know that what Paul wrote is scientifically true. So, Paul's sitting in a Roman prison cell one time. It's a situation that would make anyone anxious and afraid, right? But while he's in that cell, he wrote a letter to the Christians in the city of Philippi, and he explained to them how to combat all of our anxious minds and our anxious thoughts. Here's what he wrote. He said, do not be anxious about anything. Now, anything includes your big test, your job situation, your health issue, you know, that decision about the future you're worried about, whether you're going to have enough money, will I ever get married, are the kids going to be okay? Paul's going, don't be anxious about any of those things. Well, why? Not because those things don't matter, not because the situations aren't scary. Paul's just going, all right, you don't have to be anxious, and I don't have to be anxious sitting in this Roman prison cell, because if it's on our minds... It's on God's heart. In other words, if it bothers you, whatever it is bothering you, it matters to your heavenly father. He is paying attention and he cares. So Paul says, okay, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, this is his advice, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So he's going, you just take whatever's creating anxiety in you and talk to God about it. Tell him what's worrying you. Tell him what you need. Tell him what's making you anxious. Or in the words of Peter, another follower of Jesus, Peter said, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. And then Paul says, while you're doing all of that, why don't you pause and thank God for what you do have? Why don't you thank God for what's right, for what's still good in your life, even though you're anxious? Go ahead and tell him everything's making you anxious or afraid, but thank him for what's made you blessed. Why? Well, I'll explain it in a moment. And I know it sounds a little simplistic, but hang with me. First, Here is the promise that Paul gives us if we'll learn how to do this. He writes, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In other words, Paul believed prayer will give you peace. Now, a lot of times we treat prayer like a last resort, but Paul's point is you and I have the ability and the access to talk to our Heavenly Father about anything. And our Heavenly Father has the power to handle anything we talk to Him about. So, Paul's point is, what are you waiting for? Now, let me just go ahead and say what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, well, yeah, Matt, I've heard this before, but that's just too simplistic. It does not work for me. I mean, it's what I would expect to hear from a pastor, but I don't really believe it helps. And I get that. 
But let me show you the science behind what Paul encouraged us to do. See, Paul knew this work because he was practicing this as he wrote it. He's in a Roman prison cell. He's having to overcome all his own anxious thoughts. So he, in some respect, is smoking what he's selling, okay? He just didn't have the science to explain why it worked, but now we do have the science. We know that God wired our brains to work in a way where prayer actually produces peace and it guards our minds. Now, neuroscientists know at this point that our brains can change. They didn't always believe that, but now they've realized our brains aren't fixed. The thoughts we think change the chemical makeup of our brains so our brains can rewire themselves. And neuroscientists have discovered, this is fascinating, they've discovered that prayer, so talking to and listening to God, actually changes the chemistry of your brain for the better. Dr. Caroline Leaf is a cognitive neuroscientist who's been studying this mind-brain connection since the early 1980s. And in her best-selling book, Switch Your Brain, I want to read you what she wrote. She said, It has been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measured on a brain scan. Think about that. Just like toxic and negative thoughts harm your brain, prayer actually heals your brain. It rewires the neural pathways so that your strongest thoughts become godly thoughts that move your life in a positive direction. So why do we worry? Think about it. Well, worry is focused thinking on what is out of control. It's focused thinking on what could go wrong. Worry is when we let our amygdala back there in the back of our head just run wild and uncontrolled. And so worry robs us of peace and joy in life. We worry because we let our thoughts obsess about the things creating fear and anxiety in us. And the problem is, we don't think we have any control over those thoughts. But the good news is, it's not true. See, God gave you a prefrontal cortex that enables you to do what Paul told us to do in his letter to the Corinthians. It enables you to take every one of your thoughts captive. In other words, you get to choose what you think about. You get to direct your thoughts, which is why Paul said the antidote to worry and anxiety is actually prayer. That's how you combat your anxious mind. Prayer is focused thinking on who is in control. Think about it. Worry is focused thinking on what's out of control. When you pray, you're doing focused thinking on who's in control. Prayer is what allows your prefrontal cortex to grab your amygdala by the tail and go, no, 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 no. This anxiety isn't rational. The God of the universe is with me and for me, and he loves me, and I can trust him. See, that's why Paul said prayer with gratitude is going to give you peace. It changes your focus, which explains why he writes this next. And I read this to you. I shared this with you in episode two. Paul went on to write, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything's excellent or praiseworthy, you think about such things. This is Paul's way of saying, all right, you get to choose what you think about. Your anxiety is not your master. Your worry isn't your boss. They don't control you. You can use prayer to refocus your mind on what's true and right and good, and you'll find the peace of God will then guard your mind. Worry says, I'm trusting me to figure all this out. It's all on my shoulders. Prayer says, okay, I'm going to trust God to handle this, and I'm confident he's going to be with me. Worry is the sin of trying to be your own God. Prayer is the step that allows you to trust God. So what do you do with this? Well, here's what I want to encourage you to do. 
Would you begin practicing prayer as a way to combat your worried and anxious thoughts? Now, you're not going to be perfect at it. This is a skill that you just get better at over time. But will you commit to learning how to pray so you can experience peace? Here's how I want you to do that. I want you to think about that thing that's weighing on your mind right now. You know that situation that's got you worried? It may be your teenager, your child, your health, something that may happen in the future that you're scared of, a big decision you're facing, a challenge at work, some relationship issue. Just think about whatever's creating your anxiety, and then here's what we're going to do. You're going to make the decision, okay, I'm going to do what I can do in this situation. I'm going to do what's in my control. So if you have health problems, listen, you can follow the doctor's advice. That's in your control. Do your part. If you got a big test coming up, well, come on, study hard. Do your part. If you're worried about your teenager, well, parent well and get them around the right people and have the difficult conversations. Set the boundaries they need to be safe. You know, do your part. If you're scared you're never going to get married, <laughs> take a shower, brush your teeth, and leave your house once a week. It'll help, I promise. Just do your part, okay? Here's how we're going to deal with anxiety. I'm going to do what I can do. I'm going to give God what I can't do. Whatever's out of my control, I'm just going to put in his hands. Now, I'm going to handle what's in my control, but I'm trusting him with what I can't do no matter what because I trust his character and his nature. See, he's proven he can be trusted. So I'm going to pray and be grateful. I'm going to pray and trust. I'm going to pray and focus on who he is, not just on my problem. Now, listen, when you do that, you will begin to experience the peace of God that, according to Paul, transcends all understanding or explanation. Every time you start to feel worried and anxious, just remember, that's your amygdala talking, and use it as a trigger to pray because God gave you that prefrontal cortex for a reason. Engage it by talking to God, and prayer will re rewire your brain. It will give you peace. Remember, your life always moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So let me ask you one more time. Do you like the direction your thoughts are taking you? If not, you can change because you can control your thoughts. Change your thinking, you'll change your life, and you'll experience the peace and the joy and the freedom that you most want. God really does want to help you win the war in your mind. Just choose to trust Him, to turn to Him, and then to act on what he says. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey Callaway app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church, be sure to visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.